This is BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. We report on the biblical counseling movement around the world. I'm your host, Andrew Rogers. Today, I highlight the importance of missionary care. I sat down with Drs. Ben Marshall and Joe Miller to talk about this very important subject. Ben, Joe, great to be here with you guys. Privilege. Um, yeah. Great why to are, have you here with us. Why are we here? Have no idea. We don't yeah. even know. We have no <laughs> clue. But there is something kind of cool happening here, though. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are both on staff here at Canyon Hills. So Canyon Hills, where are we? We are in Bothell, Washington, about 20 minutes north of Seattle. So Bothell, Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not too far from Seattle in the Pacific Northwest. Beautiful Pacific Northwest. It's doing its thing today. It is doing its thing today. It's rainy. It is um, rainy. Do you know in Southern California, we have blue sky? Yeah. Did you know the sky was blue? I've heard rumors. Yeah, that's what I've wondered. <laughs> but our trees are green here, unlike Southern California. Yeah, good point. That's a good point. And yeah. our grass. And our grass. You guys show the possibilities. <laughs> exactly. You show the possibilities. That's right. So um, that's funny because I look at it and go, look at the possibility that there's blue sky beyond right. that gray. And you guys are looking at our trees. You know, yeah. they could be greener. There's lots of rainbows out here. <laughs> that's good. In yeah. more ways than one, I'm assuming? Yep. Sure. That okay. is true. Very good. Uh, well, on that note, um, you guys, certainly Canyon Hills is a light uh, to this community with Indeed. the gospel. And so this weekend in particular, you guys have something pretty special happening. Yeah. It's our first ever annual Our Own Biblical Counseling Conference. That's sweet. Yeah. 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 Very good. And uh, so I haven't, I haven't asked you just about, I mean, what's been, what's been the response so far? I mean, I know it hasn't started yet, but... Yeah, it hasn't started, but we have 413 was the attendance number yesterday. Okay. Um, assuming a few more have shown up, but 55 churches represented in that number, at least one in Japan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there's a few other ones that are going to stream online. Yeah. So. That's right. So, Joe, we're live streaming. You guys are live streaming this event. To, Correct. Yeah, to Japan, and so that's pretty sweet as well. Yeah, we're really excited about that. Um, we have actually three major churches that we, as OIC, have been involved with as far as training for mm-hmm. biblical counseling. And so they have all come together as well as with their connections and other evangelical communities in Japan to participate in the actual uh, conference. So we're excited about that and hoping that uh, the servers don't, <laughs> yeah. don't break down. We're excited. The gremlins stay away. The gremlins yeah. stay away. Yeah. <laughs> Technology yeah. is always important. Yeah. So um, today I just wanted to chat with you guys a little bit about uh, missionary care. And so one of the aspects of missions and counseling is certainly the, the care for our missionaries. Uh, it's, uh, you know, I think as you guys mentioned in your latest article that was um, published with the Biblical Counseling Coalition, and sometime in March uh, had to do with that whole issue. And I think um, what most people recognize is we have a number of missionaries that probably are coming off the field prematurely mm-hmm. and, and maybe in some cases unnecessarily because many of the issues were preventable. That was one of the things that you guys had mentioned in the article. Mm-hmm. So uh, you guys want to talk about that just a little bit? Because that, that seems to be right there would be somewhat of what undergirded your desire to one, write the article, two, be concerned about it. And I think that's more important, uh, whether you write an article or not, is just the fact you're concerned about it, it's on your radar and, and you wanna be a part of a solution to it. Um, so can you talk a little bit about that? Just that whole idea that they're coming off the field, 
some unnecessarily because there's issues that were preventable. Yeah, and I think there were three perspectives, very different perspectives mm -hmm. that went into that article. Um, my perspective was from more just a uh, boots on the ground. I, I was able to help somebody, one of our missionaries uh, come off the field. She was able to add to that article. So her perspective was I got the biblical counseling help. Mine was from a this is how we were able to help. And then Joe was able to bring in just a, a more, I think, I don't know if the right word's global, but... Really more the global perspective of since Canyon Hills is pivoting towards being their own sending organization, hmm. we want to make yep. sure that when our people are going out, they're prepared, not only spiritually, that we're helping just sort of identify any kind of idols of the heart that they might possibly be going out in the field with. So we want to do preventative mm -hmm. before we send our people out, but we also want to do training so that they can take the, the principles of biblical counseling out into the field with them. So we thought that was something that really motivated us as a church to want to pursue that in a more intentional way. Yeah, and, and then based on what we've experienced here, realizing there is need to kind of assess and evaluate when people are on the field and issues arise, mm -hmm. do we go help them? Mm -hmm. um, or do we bring them off the field and care for them here? And so I think that that prompted that that middle piece. If we talk about three different pieces, there's the pre uh, kind of counseling in order to prepare people to go. There's the on the field counseling. And then I think the natural just path of that conversation was. So when they come off the field, either on furlough or permanently, what does care look like? For, in, and and care scenario. for the entire family. Correct. Because a lot of missionaries are going to come off the field. Their kids, all they know is the, the field that they've lived in, that community, that society. And now we're bringing them back to Seattle, Washington. I mean, that's, that's a shocker. And so how do we help people land well back in to this yeah. community? Yeah. So there's a lot of cultural acclimation. For sure. Uh, I mean, certainly the going. But... It also occurs in the coming back. In the coming back. And so, um, I mean, as you guys have given thought to that, um, how much does that influence, or maybe not necessarily influence, but how much of the counseling is really made up of that? And what are maybe some of the issues that come with it, the cultural acclimation? Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, culturally, it depends on what country our mm. missionaries are entering into and what their children are experiencing. And then... So if it's, a, if it's a very sort of patriarchal sort of experience on the field, and then they come back here to Seattle, where they walk into our high school ministry, their kids, or junior high ministry, where you have 300 plus kids from all different types of experiences and, and, and parenting, that can be really overwhelming for that missionary mm -hmm. child. And some of them actually have grown up in the field and yes. maybe even spend more time speaking a language other than English. Mm -hmm. And then now are thrusted into an English-only uh, type of society. And are they going to be viewed as, you know, sort of wonky or dorky or, you know, you're really, you know, you're odd. Yeah. We don't want our kids coming back and, and having that kind of experience. Yeah. Do we have a booklet titled that? You're odd? Yeah. Or you're really wonky. Yeah. I think yeah. you're going to write that one, right? Yeah, that sounds like a good title. I think I think you should run with that. <laughs> well, in particular in the article, you guys ask really good questions, and that's who is responsible for providing soul care for missionaries. Uh, and then 
not only who is responsible, but then that second question is who is best suited. So you guys gave thought to that. Certainly, uh, we have an article on it. But uh, talk to me a little bit about that, just from a, the responsibility aspect and who is best suited. Yeah, I'll, I'll just hop in. I think yes, that the church, the the local church, the sending church, is is best suited to care. I, I'm assuming that, well, I'll just speak from a Canyon Hills perspective. When we send people out, we know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we know their history. We know where they've struggled, where they've succeeded. All that kind of data gathering, uh, involvement kind of stuff. And so we are the best suited to care for them. Mm-hmm. Um, there is, and, and not only just we know them well, but the entire church knows them well. I'm just not one face. Joe's not just one face, but they walk in and see a whole entire family here uh, who's going to love and care for them on multiple levels. So I I think there's a big difference between that and other kinds of experiences. I think it really just lands also on just a strong convictional perspective that we believe Mm -hmm. the Word of God is sufficient and that the local church is sufficient and that the local church has the responsibility to be stewards of God's people. And and so our approach is this is a one-stop shop for mm. care. Yeah. Whether you are an attender here at Canyon Hills or we're sending you out, we want this to be the place where the care begins. So I guess that I mean that's going to be built on the fact that missionaries are coming from the local church rather than somebody having a very loose affiliation to church in general. And then maybe reaching out to some sending agency, getting accepted by a sending agency, and then they have, you know, 20 different churches are supporting them. Uh, so it, it sounds like even from a missionary standpoint, that if you're going to go on the field, you, you want to have a solid home church that you are being sent from. Mm-hmm. Um, because much of that, even what you guys talked about, is going to be built upon that aspect to it. Yeah, I mean, I think a missionary couple... Uh, or, or an individual needs to know that when things start changing, when they hit those those seasons of either sin or suffering, they're not guessing on where do I find hope. They know. It's an email away. It's a phone call away. This is where I'm going to find hope. And we want to make sure that no matter what the situation is, that we have the means, not just the training, but also the means financially to go to them and provide that kind of urgent help. So would you say then, I mean, just kind of thinking a little bit about one of the statements you said in the article was, we believe that as part of any local church philosophy of missions, that the local church should consider biblical counseling as part of their comprehensive plan for missionaries sent abroad. So there's a sense, uh, I mean, I think it's, safe to say not a lot of churches think about that that they love missions think about missions but maybe don't think about the care that's going to be needed and especially in talking with um some of uh, some of the missionaries one of the leading what keeps coming up is conflict resolution that just not knowing the basics of resolving conflict which is inevitable um, and is only to a certain extent amplified uh, when you're going into a different culture and so on and so forth. Um, <clears throat> so as part of that, uh, church is not thinking through that. What are some ways then, I think, if, if you were to give advice, I mean, you guys are thinking about being a sending, like just being your own sending agency, uh, and that way you 
have some control over the care and mm -hmm. and uh, for the missionaries that you send out. That uh, that also means it's part and parcel of what it means to be a Canyon Hills. There's a there's actually a philosophy that we want to raise up and mobilize missionaries from our midst. So you're not necessarily looking for missionaries outside to go and support, but you actually want to raise people from your midst. So, which is excellent. So you're going to give advice. Right now, you're going to do it. You're going to give advice, okay? So the number of churches are involved in missions, but not a lot of churches are taking care of their missionaries, and in some cases don't know how, and, and that's why they're okay with the mission sending agency being the one responsible, and in their mind's eye, they also believe would also be the best suited because they understand missions better and so on and so forth. So what, what kind of counsel would you give to churches that are in that situation? Yeah, I, I would say at the, the top of the list, get, get some training in conflict resolution. Mm. Uh, so I think from a biblical counseling perspective, what we're offering here at, at, at a conference or what ACBC offers, start getting involved there. But I would also say keep, keep close contact with your missionaries. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, and don't wait until they... And I'm not trying to be accusatory or anything, but don't wait until you get the the red alert email. You know, we're we're coming home because we can't. Da 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 da. Um, mm -hmm. And and keep up with them. How how are you doing? Praying for them, interacting with them. I, I know for us, it is a, a complete philosophy of ministry. Like fourth graders go to Chile here, and and we're we're training them at that level that, that this is part of God's plan. Mm -hmm. And and part of the philosophy it's not just fourth graders going to chile that's the missions aspect but fourth graders are also getting biblical counseling principles so it's there it's all blending together so trying to answer your question what kind of of uh, of advice would you give to churches i think there's the practical um here's what you can be doing right now get educated on conflict resolution kinds of things heart idolatry mm -hmm. kinds of things uh, all those those fundamental things but maybe even take a look at your philosophy uh, regarding missions and what can we do from kind of a ground level grass no, I don't know grassroots is the right word but yeah from that okay. level, I don't know, those are my thoughts I, I, and I totally agree with what you stated and just sort of piggyback off of that uh, I think there are smaller churches and there are a lot of churches the majority of churches are 250 ish and smaller yet they're very passionate about missions and they're under the impression because of their size that they somehow don't have the means in which to not only they can provide the financial support but the care for somebody going out in the field that's that's something that's outside of outside of our uh, realm of of responsibility and yet i would make the argument that whether whether people need care at home or abroad, that is something that the scriptures give us the means and the mandate in which to provide. So if 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 is true here, it's also true there, wherever we're sending our people. And so I think we need to change the, I think the, uh, the attitude and the opinion of people in the local church that we have to rely on a large organization to do something that we're not capable of doing. But on, but the scriptures say, no, you are. You are apt to provide the counsel because the word of God is sufficient for you to do that. Yeah, and you, both of you guys just pointing to the fact that no matter, uh, no matter what you're thinking about, whether you're thinking about the nuances or the, um, uh, the uniqueness of sending somebody to another country, everything still falls back on 
the responsibility of the local church uh, to be faithful to the discipleship, the shepherding, and the care for people with God's all-sufficient word. And then if that's the culture of the church, then that's, it just naturally exports itself um, as you think about missions. Yeah, yeah. And, and whether you're a church of 50 or four or 5,000, uh, I, I think the only, well, I shouldn't say the only difference, but one of the differences I can think of is, is dollars. But for a church of 50 that can't give the same amount or support mm-hmm. at the same amount, you still can support at that time level, at that ministry level, ministering the Word of God to those who are hurting. So I'm, I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of a church that, you know, they, they have maybe one or two missionaries that they're partially supporting. Man, hop in. Um, at that time level, at that ministry level, where maybe your dollars aren't what some other churches are, but you're investing in very powerful ways. I think what I have found, it's not the dollars that draw people or, or, or at least missionaries that haven't been a part of our church. It wasn't our dollars that drew them back here when they needed help. It was the counseling they received when they were on the field going, that's the place I want to be at. That's the place I want to get help. So you just talked about that, counseling on the field. Uh, you guys had mentioned in your article uh, somewhat of a twofold approach. Train missionaries in biblical counseling before they leave. Uh, but the other side of it was develop a team of biblical counselors at home. I like that phrase, I seal team six type. <laughs> <laughs> They're equipped to provide that critical care. And then you said Zoom or sending a team to help missionary families. Um, so talk about that for a moment. I, you know, something that I've given thought to, and you know, is just that whole idea of, you know, do missionaries have to come off the field? Do they have to come, you know, back to the United States in order to receive that care? And uh, and and then what I hear you saying is no, not necessarily. Yeah. So what might that look like? Okay. So I have a there's a family. They're they're struggling. They're wrestling with particular issues. They're they're actually contemplating whether or not they should be there. They're questioning the call. Uh, a lot of factors go into that, right? And, uh, and you're going to make a decision whether to handle, have a Zoom call, phone call, or call them off the field, tell them, oh, you need to come back, or no, we're going to go to them. So what, what might that look like? You're, you're going to go ahead and send a team. I, I th- I think, just hopping in here, it's going to depend on the makeup of or the the needs of the people there. So is this a couple? Is this a single? Is this a family? Um, and that will probably determine the makeup of that team going there. But I, I think uh, that team needs to be prepared in what specific issues in their, their context might pop up mm-hmm. um, and be ready to go. And so we got to train those people, get them ready a- ahead of time. If I had my magic feather, that's kind of how I often talk is if I have a magic feather, my, my way of, of making things happen, that team would have somebody who has been involved in missions, but also trained in very specific ways in, in biblical counseling. Mm-hmm. So that as they go there, mm-hmm. um, they're, they're ministering God's word. Uh, just one more thing. I don't want to monopolize this, but I, I think also there's not just the going on the field when things get rough, but there's going on the field just with normal check-ins. Like, um, you know, we, we do lots of short-term 
trips. I think we call them global encounter, global encounter trips here. But just making sure somebody who has a lot of biblical training, uh, at least biblical counseling training, is a part of each one of those trips. And they're just checking in when, when they go there. There are things that we're doing uh, alongside our, our missionaries, but even just time set aside for somebody with some training to go, how, how are you doing? How's, mm-hmm. how's your marriage? How's family? Mm-hmm. Um, and just being able to do run-of-the-mill stuff, I think can maybe recor- or not recorrect, but correct, redirect some things that could go off the rails if that's not happening, so yeah, and I think um, when you are a sending church, you you have the opportunity, and I would say the responsibility to establish accountability, and he calls them check-ins, and and we have to be really intentional in making sure that we are doing that on a consistent basis with our people, and not in a way in which you if you support a missionary, you get the missionary letter on a on a monthly or quarterly basis, and that's sort of their check-in where it's a very one-directional sort of communication as opposed to the sending church actively sending out emails and reaching out and saying, okay, how are you doing? Even because of the pandemic, we see the value of Zoom. Mm. And now we can Zoom with our people and at least get some facial recognition going on. And if it's a couple, a husband and wife, uh, really encouraging the husband and wife. One of you needs to speak up. One of you needs to be able to say, we're sort of struggling right now. And to be able to share that with us so that we can cut something off at the past, right? Be more preventative as opposed to, oh, this issue has really metastasized into something mm-hmm. serious, which then forces us to do one of two things. Either we fly a team out there or we're bringing them home. Mm-hmm. And so one of one of the things that we spoke about is do the issues of dollars sort of come into play here? How, do, how does the expense of bringing somebody back as, a, as opposed to the expense of sending a team out and weighing those costs yeah. you know, financially for the church? And That's great. And you guys, uh, I mean, both of you, uh, we didn't talk about this at the beginning. I mean, you both are serving as biblical counseling pastors here at the church, uh, quite a large counseling ministry that you have going on. You have over 50 maybe 60 counselors over 50 yeah over 50 counselors that you guys are uh, working with so that's a tremendous ministry and it's fun to be here just sitting here in the lobby and uh, you know hearing the different people coming in and out and serving the church and getting ready for this weekend's conference and uh, you know so as we think about Canyon Hills we think about missions uh, how can we be praying for you guys oh man Lots of things, I think. Um, but I, I, as we're trying to dial this particular stuff in, I mean, we're, we're working alongside uh, and, and with our, our missions pastors um, because we just have one tiny sliver of the, the much bigger picture when it comes to um, our, our missionaries. Um, so I, I think wisdom, um, prayer uh, regarding wisdom uh, for how we, Joe and I, can develop things, um, I think that's good. That, that, that would be helpful. I think we really want to be a resource for other local churches mm-hmm. in the Pacific Northwest. And this first annual conference is one of those steps in which we can start bringing assistance and be a resource for churches that know we're supposed to care for our people, but we don't know how to do that. Yeah. And so this is a great way for us just to get our name out there, to be able to... Um, be really, as you would call, a, a light 
for a biblical sufficiency based soul care in the Pacific Northwest. So definitely be praying for that for sure. And if anybody wanted to know more about Canyon Hills, what can they do? They can email me, uh, Ben M at chccbw or Joe, Joe M at chccbw.org. .org, yes, okay. got to throw that .org. And then your website is, Can- what is your? CanyonHillsCommunityChurch.com. Okay, CanyonHillsCommunityChurch.com. .com, okay. yeah. Not, Very good. Not the other one, .com, okay. yeah. Well, guys, thanks yeah. for your time. Absolutely. And uh, looking forward to uh, God glorifying himself through this weekend's conference. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you, brother. You've been listening to BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. You can learn more about the biblical counseling movement around the world at bcworldwide.org. If you'd like to know more about the ministry of OIC, go to our website, discoveroic.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. If you'd like to receive regular updates on God's grace through biblical counseling, please sign up to be an OIC insider by clicking the pray button on our website. You may give to the efforts of OIC through our website by clicking the Give button. I'll share with you more about God's grace next time at BC Worldwide.